Yes, welcome, welcome, Galibera, Galispero, whatever time you are watching, this is Mappa. I'm Stel, Thasso is here, but you haven't come to watch us, no, 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 you've come to watch this guy right here, Manu Garcia, bro, how you doing? How are you? Everything is, is fine, how are you, boys? Very good, <laughs> muy bien, muy bien. Muy bien, muy bien. Yeah. Yeah. très bien. Yeah. Yeah. You still got all those camisetas behind you. Yes, yes. This is my my favorite place in in my house. I, I have to to show them to everybody. Amigo, which which is your your best one? Show us your best one. Your uh, best all, one all, like. all the top ones are mine. All the top okay. ones. And um, okay, I have I have many special ones. The best one is Messi's one. I have Messi shirt, Cristiano shirt. Uh, Griezmann, but okay. I usually try to to get just the the shirt of my teammates or friends. Uh, so these guys are exceptions. But I think uh, when I will be uh, elder, uh, I will see this messy one, and what wow, it's amazing. So uh, in in twenty thirty years or uh, more, uh, to my son, I will tell, eh, look at this. That's nice. Imagine to have now one um, Maradona shirt. Uh, from, from Napoli, so it will be, it will yeah, be amazing. Sure. So yes, yes. Sure. Most of them are yeah. my friends, but um, yeah. but yes. Uh, the the, the, Messi, shirt, the yes, yes. Messi shirt is in a frame, or is it? No, no, it's, it's here. I can I can show. If you want, go, go on, go on, go on, go on. See, exclusive. This is an exclusive. We're going to see a Messi shirt, a match worn yeah. Messi shirt. Look at that! Come on, see. Uh, one more. Priceless, but okay. Priceless. Uh, the most, the most special for me are top ones, eh? Mines, but, uh -huh. but yes, <laughs> okay. Those are the most important. Everybody, everybody wants to see. Everybody wants to see the the most famous one. My my friends comes and okay, Messi, Cristiano, the the children also. Uh, which is the where is Messi? Where is Messi? Uh, the most important one are Alaves ones, mines. <laughs> <laughs> Mano, is is there one shirt that you couldn't get that you really wanted? Is there one one shirt? No, no, I don't remember. I, I remember when I when I started to play cup games against uh, first division clubs, uh, we were uh, all the time trying to get uh, the shirts during the game. Uh, in the half time, I remember I played against Real Madrid uh, when I was in third division team, Real Union. And uh, I got uh, Mitchell Salgado shirt, and uh, everybody wants to try to get one. And for me, it was okay. If you get one, it was like, oh. Then when I played against all these teams, I didn't want uh, to change every game one shirt. I I just wanted to get the shirt of my friends. Uh, so all my friends' shirts, most of them I I, I have. Uh, so it's okay. Uh, good memories, good memory for me. I I can remember more or less all the seasons I played with with these shirts, and um, and good memories. It's it's like a, a small museum of of my life playing football. Yeah. Manu, when when you changed the shirts, were there any shirts that really smelled bad? <laughs> no, you have to know. You have to know that. Um, these these huge players, Real Madrid, Barcelona, you go with them uh, into the pitch, and they are with um, uh, Colonia. Colonia. <laughs> yes, uh, 
very good. And I said, what is what is this? Why? Uh, I never put uh, before the game. And they are smell, uh, smelling perfect. <laughs> you say, oh, they are winning. One nil uh, before the game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that. Go, go, Neymar, ven aquí, let me smell you. <laughs> uh, then I, I, I had some teammates who made the same. Uh, Davidson, one Brazilian guy, uh, striker. And uh, he put uh, many, many perfumes uh, on the shirts everywhere. I said, uh, go, go, go ahead from here. And uh, because he used a women one. He loves women one, so, so strong. And I said, wow. Hey, are you here again? Go to other to other place. <laughs> like this. It was like that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Right, guys. Um, shall we just go into the games? Shall we go to the games? So we know that the league has now split. We have Group A and we have Group B. Six in Group A, eight in Group B. And we know that Group B can be very sad for many teams, especially teams near the top of Group B that don't really have anything to play for. So we've decided to make it a little bit more exciting and we're going to bring the Group B party to This Is My Part. Let's go. The Group B party is here, and Salamino drew one against Othello, uh, a missed penalty for Othello at the beginning, well, at the end of the first half, but then Sangare gave them the lead before Kuzmanovic equalised for Salamina, a result that none of them really wanted, but it is what it is. Othello are still in the relegation zone, and our friend Taldul picking the ball out of the net, even though I think he's one of the best goalkeepers in the league, to be honest. Um, Doxa went to Abolon and got a shock 1-0 victory thanks to Nabi. His celebration, which we don't get to see, actually runs into the supporters. I think he runs up the stairs as well. He runs up the stairs. Anyway, um, Ael came from a goal behind to beat Ayers by two goals to one. Uh, Kazi Vasilis gave Ayers the lead, but then they went down to 10 men again. I think there's their second red card in the last three games. Hugo Basto. Equalised before Themistocleos made it 2-1 for Ael. Not a great start for our mate Jason Punchin. It's a very, very difficult time for him right now. Tonight, Ael's also lost 3-1 in the cup against Omonia. It's going to be a very, very um, difficult end to the season for sure for them. But hopefully, hopefully, they will get themselves out of the mire and we'll be seeing them next season. But yeah, that's uh, Themistocleos' goal. Lovely goal. And the final game, Ethnigor came from a goal down to beat Garmiodisa 2-1. Theodoro gave Garmiodisa the lead in the third minute. Enzo Cabrera equalised. Thasso's best mate. And then um, Lipski with a wonderful finish and a good win for Ethnigor. Happy days for them. Thasso, let's yep. go into... Some of these games then, mate. Uh, let's start with IL. Good victory for them. But Correct. Yeah. not a good time for Ayers at the moment. No, no. It's a very, very difficult time for them. We've seen their uh, very 
they get close, don't they? They get close to getting the result in the league, and then it just seems to fall away from them, whether it's, you know, kind of like a rush tackle or just a, a lapse in concentration at the wrong moment. Um, it's th There are some players that are impressing me in this IS team. I really like, um, they signed a player in January called Clay. Uh, and he's, he's only played like two or three games, but you see he's very fast, he's very strong, he seems to uh, he seems to want to take a, take a defender on, he's, he's, he looks like, a, looks like a good player. Um, on IELTS side of things, yeah, it's, they're kind of going through the motions until the cup games, which didn't end very well for them. So, um, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, uh, it's kind of like, I guess, uh, Alexis Garboz is, is kind of like seeing who would be a good player to keep, who would be, uh, players to get rid of, I think, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, it certainly is. But, you know, Manu, when you look at IL, a team that is a very big team in Cyprus, as you know, big team in Limassol. They're struggling. This is the second year in a row. In fact, was it their third year now, Thassel, where they've been really, really struggling? So what happens next season for them? Do they have to uh, rely on maybe an investor to come in to save them? Because financially, they're not very good at the moment. Yes, uh, I don't know about uh, this situation, political situation in, in IL. But when I arrived there to Cyprus... Uh, IL was really strong. I had uh, many players uh, who played there. They have just won the cup, I think, the previous season. Um, and uh, yes, for me, was one of the strongest teams in, in the island. And uh, as you said, it's the third year uh, without getting the, the playoffs, eh? the Group A, uh, I think. Last season, they were close to, to, to won the cup also in Somonia. But finally, they didn't. Yes, I don't know. I think, uh, as we said, no, the 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 new clubs, this uh, Aris, Pafos, uh, move a little uh, the situation of, of the football in, in Cyprus. And every year, one of the biggest clubs are not in the in the playoffs. No, this season, Aiel uh, and Apollon, um, other season, Omonia, uh, two years ago, I think. Uh, last season also, I don't know, AL Anorthosis, I think, uh, with a bad season, uh, the previous one. So they are not used to, to this situation. But uh, the most important for me, these clubs, is that uh, they have the fans. And they, this, uh, this is uh, one strength, a strength they have. They are so strong about this because um, these clubs with, with this amount of fans behind them uh, will pass through uh, difficult moments. If um, this situation that IL is living uh, happens to, to another club without uh, this amount of, of fans with them, uh, maybe it, it will be the, the end of the of the club. And I think Apollon, IL, Omonia and in that moment, Anorthosis, okay, uh, it's a bad, bad time, but they have to, to know that the, the new football in Cyprus is changing, more, more clubs uh, are playing uh, in the in the best level, and um, maybe if you are not working good one year, this happens. But um, but I think that they are a strong choice for the future. Sure. 
So a, a question from me on this is, so you look at a team like Ael or Abolon and the players, uh, I think up to this point now, at least in the league, they don't have much to play for. So how how does one motivate themselves when they're kind of sat at, at this level? When they're, you know, they're not threatened by relegation, so it's not really the the desire to, you know, kind of throw 110% in for that. And they're not going for a title or European places. So how does a, a player motivate themselves to kind of give 100% for these games? Yes, in this situation, I think the cup is the the way to to get success in the in the season, no? Like IL last season, okay, they, they were not in the group A, but uh, they fight, they fought for the for the cup, and it's like the motivation is there. You you can't try to win a a, a cup. Uh, if this situation that uh, you are saying, uh, you cannot win a, a, a championship a title, you are in the in the group B, uh, and you you cannot arrive to nothing. I think is the perfect time to create the new project. For the club, for the coaches, mm-hmm. uh, as player, you the best is, is if the players feel that they have to work, they have to to perform uh, the best they they can to get the place for the next season. Uh, and but of course there will be some players that you will lose them. But okay, I think as if you can think as a coach or sport director. You can't get this time to to improve your your next project. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's 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 the that's the concern. That's the other concern. Obviously, in Cyprus, head coaches don't last very long. So yeah. <laughs> it's is it's it's how a plan would develop in in that situation. I think as well, isn't it? But yeah, yeah, no, I think I think you're right. That's basically the best way is to prepare for the next season, and I think that's I think that's what Ayala are doing. Uh, well, that's what they tried to do back in the last season when they were playing a yeah. whole heap of youngsters, mm-hmm. and we thought, ah, oh, we're going to see lots of young players next season. We know that their finances aren't great, and then this summer they bring in a whole bag of players. They get rid of a whole bag of players, and in January, instead of looking domestically, all right, they brought. Um, Anesti as the goalkeeper, mm-hmm. but which other Cypriot players did they did they sign? Well, Anesti's not Cypriot; he's Greek. I know, yeah. but this is what I'm yeah. saying. Like, which, um, which other? Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. In fact, they got rid of Cypriot players. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so Dirio went by went back to Israel. Um, just trying to think of some others, uh, but yeah, there, there's players at IL, for instance, like Yerolemu, Andreu. Um, players, players like that that should be getting more of an opportunity. Mm. Well, hopefully, we'll see we'll see a bit more of them because they're very good players. Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. And um, Manu Doxa, they won one zero at Abolon. They're only five points behind Garmiotisa now. There's still a long time to go. Do you think they can get out of this? Do you think, think they can there are, survive? Yes, I think I think in this relegation battle there are many options yet. Uh, I think there are three three positions for four four teams. I think from from Agna, Nikos, 
they don't have problems to to save the the league. Uh, and it will be between the Doxa, Ocelos, Aes, and Carmiotisa, in my opinion. Uh, Carmiotisa was really bad at the beginning of the season. They mm -hmm. changed the coach and they, they got really good results. Doxa also uh, was awful at the beginning, but they got results uh, two months ago, something like that, yes. And, um, and now they are again... Um, uh, trying to 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 find the way to get Carmiotisa uh, now, and uh, AS is in a very bad moment. Many many games without winnings, um, many games close to get the result, and uh, they they were winning one nil many of the last games, and uh, and finally they lost two one two two or three times I think, and um, I think they are closer than uh, than you can. Uh, think if you see just the results, and um, uh, these these games will be will be interesting in my opinion. And uh, let's see, let's see. I think uh, everything could happen. There are points uh, to to try to save the the lead for these these three teams, even three teams. Uh, I think Carmetis uh, also is is in a good moment. Is solid. Uh, they are not. Uh, losing uh, the games they are competing uh, they are competitive sorry so i think it's, it's it will be hard for these three three teams but maybe they can, they can try to to get to get them and let's see at, uh, at the end if they one of these three teams if they can arrive to the last two three games with options let's see because they are used to stay in this situation all the year in an imagine in, in the last two three games, Carmetisa uh, go down to the relation places. Uh, let's see how how you can do it. But um, but yes, the others are are safe in my opinion. And Nikos really good season all the mm -hmm. all the year in my opinion. Um, Al with many problems, okay, but they won't have pro they won't have problems. They have the points. Nea Salamina again a good season. Today's uh, results in in the cup. Was was helpful for them. They, they lose this motivation, but I think they are one level over these other teams. And Apollon the same. Bad season for them, but uh, let's see. Let's see. They can prepare the the new project with with Machin, my former coach here in in Alades. Let's see if they can create a, a good project. But uh, the relation will be between the the fourth this this four game these four teams that yeah. There, maybe. Mm. Okay. So, let me go. Let me go. One loss in their last six games. Yep. They turned it around again. This time against Carmiotti. So they, they turned it around against Omonia to get a draw. They, fact, beat, they, up got a, they beat up well. They almost got a draw against uh, Buffo in that 4 3 game. If you're, if you're talking to an ethnic fan, let's just say there, there are some yeah. around if you're talking <laughs> to them and you're saying to them at this stage of the season you'll be what how many points uh, I think it's nine points off the zone. Well, so... they're, they're on yeah they're on 29 yeah so they're they're effectively what flipping hell uh, nine 13 points away from mm. the relegation zone I mean they would yeah. Bit your hand off for that, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, both, uh, both Angel, uh, I think, Zang, no, what was the manager's name before Sacha? Lopez. Uh, yeah, Angel Lopez. 
Um, and then Sachas as well has been doing a very good job. But the one thing that Achna have is a forward line. So at the moment, they're just scoring more that they're conceding. That's, I think that's the way they're, uh, that they're going with things. Um, and it seems to be working for them. You know, I mean, they drew the uh, first game of the season. They drew four all with Ike. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's it's not a boring game if you're watching Achna. That's for sure. I think it's five five. I think it was five five. Sorry, five five. Yeah, it was five yeah. five, not four four. Five five. You're right. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Um, do you want me to go through some quick, uh, like a news roundup of the of the teams? Just go. Has uh, Johnny Violins done anything? He hasn't. No, he won't be able to play the theme tune <sighs> no! today. He, no. did, he has not. He has not. Yeah. Um, no. but, I've got the Johnny Violin story though, which I guess we could do later. We can do. We can we do, do later. that later. Yeah. We'll do it later. But I'll go. I'll go. I'll go quickly through some news. So Achna have released uh, goalkeeper Dusan Makovic. Uh, he was signed in the summer, but because they brought in Banai and uh, uh, and Martin Bogadinov has uh, has been doing fine for them. Uh, it means that the, his appearances were only limited to seven. He's a, he's a very good young goalkeeper as well. So it's disappointing for him in, in Cyprus, at least for these last six months. So uh, both sides decided to end that. Another person who's left is uh, the nightmare of Omonia, is Joey Suk. That, that ah. goal, the, the, the streets will remember that goal with the Cruyff turn. Sadiq Koulibaly back to the Stone Age. <laughs> Leaving him stranded in the middle of nowhere, and uh, that 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 slot, uh, that slot past uh, Fabiano, uh, but yeah, he's he's now left Gadmiodisa as well. Um, let's see what else have we got. Uh, uh, that's it actually. Just uh, just looking the other the other the one last thing is actually. Um, there, there's the Doxa uh, president who was saying the quiet bit out loud. I don't know if you heard this before the uh, the game that they had with Apollo. Oh, no, I, I did not know. So, uh, so Costas Christodoulou is is the real name of the Doxa president, but everybody calls him Garavida. Uh, he said during a pre-match interview that Doxa will never be relegated while I'm in charge. And obviously, those those of the conspiracy-minded took that to mean that uh, Doxa will never be relegated while I'm in charge because uh, um, actually one one reporter who supports Baralimni um, kind of alluded to that the, the, the other day as well. Obviously, there's a few people who support Baralimni that are very, very disappointed with how last season went um but yeah that's and that's it really for for what's happened uh, down at the bottom there thought that one was an interesting one especially with Garavida see from now on I'm putting Doxa to win in my bets from now on <laughs> now he said it I'm gonna go on my betting app and see Doxa win <laughs> Caravida has helped me with the bets. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go, guys. There you go, guys. Uh, inside, inside information from Caravida. Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, wonderful, wonderful. Shall we move on to the the Group A games, the the you important ones? I guess. Yeah. Manu, are you really, are you okay? <laughs> yes. Okay, let's go with Group A then. 
And the first game, well, the, the first and only game, Ayek beating Buffer by a goal to nil our friend Nigel. Not not Nigel Farage, Farage the uh, the winger with the winner, but Buffalo scored a goal in stoppage time, although the rule states that the goalkeeper um, cannot be, or the, the, the goal is ruled off ruled out as offside because the goalkeeper was away from his goal and there was a defender by the line. And that's the rule. It's a strange rule. The rule is the forwards need to be behind the second to last defender. So yeah, the, you said it more eloquently defender, than I did. Yeah, the last defender is the goalkeeper, but the goalkeeper was so far forward. The last, the last two defenders were actually outfield players, and the, and the person that scored the goal wasn't past that. Of course, tell the Baffles fans that because they yeah. were, they were livid, they were livid that that goal should have counted. Well, uh, to the point where they. Uh, they went after the VIR referee for after the game. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I mean the other thing is as well uh, that happened. Uh, Meluso got himself sent off for two yeah. bookable offences as well. Um, mm. So it, it it seems like he's is is a player with a rush decision in him. I think Maluso. It could be it might be a liability for Bafo as the season goes yeah. on because he was very lucky to not get a red card last week with that tackle on. Um, who's the tackle on? Oh, it was on. Uh, oh, blimey! Which player was it now? It was the Salamina one. I forget his name. Yeah. His name. Yeah. But yeah, so. It's it's um, it's an interesting time at Buffalo. They've got they've got the players to do something, but as I keep saying, for some reason they seem to not perform against top six teams. Manu, why why do you think Buffalo are are in this situation? Because we see them every well, the past two years they've been in the top six, and they always seem to mess it up always it's almost like they play in these big games and the players that you want them to to step up they disappear yes i remember the this situation with with Paphos, no my year in cyprus they they qualified to the top six um, with us it was the first time for them in many years i don't know uh, with the new investor and um, it was like uh, amazing for them and um this other during this this the season they have good performances against uh, big clubs also during the season. But when the um, the final games of the season arrives, uh, they they didn't. I don't know. Maybe the um, yeah, the stadium, the situation with the fans. Maybe uh, in other in other clubs you can see uh, I don't know Anorthosis, uh, Apollo, Ammonia, uh, even Apollon, Ail. Uh, in the stadium, they are so strong. Very many people, the fans, uh, support the team. Okay, Pathos is more, it's, it's colder, we can say, no? The stadium, how it is. Uh, even they are bringing many people to the, to the stadium because that stand is so big, this this one. But um, I don't know. I think also they, as, as everybody in Cyprus, they are changing many players all the seasons. They are changing the... Also, the, the coaches, uh, last season they had, uh, I think, two, yes, um, two or three, two. This season, 
they start with with Carcedo also. Well, let's see. Let's see if they can give to the project more time. I think. Uh, I think from from my view here in Spain, uh, it's it's amazing the way coaches are are fighting in Cyprus. It's amazing. Aes um, Aes could be the strangest thing uh, this season. Many many games without winnings, and uh, they still still have uh, liasos till two three weeks ago. Uh, but you can see how many how many teams change the the coaches, and this is really difficult for the for the project. Even the same with the with the players, the same the same. Mm-hmm. If you can get a project with with the same eighty percent, seventy percent of the players, the same coach, the next season you you start to, uh, with an advantage in the the beginning of the season. But uh, okay, Pafos this season is is still with with the coach. They didn't change. Even they are in the cup, like uh, we said, uh, they are there in semi-finals, I think. Yeah. Uh, but okay, you you see the the players, you see some of them games, and you think they can they can fight for the for the championship, but they are far. And also, I think uh, if you compare them with Aris, okay, Aris situation. It's not normal in modern football, in my opinion. It's not normal. The, um, the first year in the league, we got uh, the third position. We went to Europe, and the, and the second, you get the the championship. It's not normal. Uh, for for me, it's more. You need more time for the project. So maybe Pafos is in in that way, and uh, but but I think uh, like this. And also, you have to know that uh, okay. The, there are good players and good teams, and it's, it's not easy. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. Manu, do, do you think that Buffalo will will continue with Cartedo? Because as you mentioned, they they sack a lot of coaches. They had Toshak, they had Mihalenko, they had oh my goodness, who's that? I keep forgetting his name. Milanic, Henningberg, and now Cartedo's come in, and three four months ago we were hearing oh they're going to sack him, they're going to, but they've kept him. So do you think now they've said, right, no more sacking coaches. This is the guy. We're going to let him build the team with the structure that we have and, and stick to him. Do you think that's what know. they're doing? For no? me, the most important, if you if you see the daily work and you like the way he works, you like the way he manages the, the team, the players, okay, you have to give time. Uh, if you like what you see in the, in the daily work, in the trainings. Uh, in my opinion, this is the the best. Uh, a long project uh, with the same uh, coach and trying to get him uh, the best players for the way he wants to play. And um, uh, look, Aris, two years with the same coach, the same idea. Okay, uh, many players also, but there are there are some players who st- still st- stay there from from my year. And um, and they got the results. It's, it's difficult because you can see that no one uh, keep the the coach. Everybody is seeing. I don't know if even the the coaches wants to go to another places. It could happen, but um, but sometimes uh, it seems like uh, uh, one, two, three bad results. Fuck, go the the coach uh, another one, and it's for the for. The changes of uh, of the of the coaches, 
change the, the emotions one, two, three weeks into a dressing room, no more. Then everything goes again to the similar situation. If, if, if a new coach changes the way they work clearly from the previous one, okay, maybe you can get another another result. But if, if it's just an emotional situation, it, it lasts just one, two weeks because uh, the first week you feel, okay, maybe now I will play, I am not playing, maybe I can get my chances. Okay, you get or not. And in, in one, two weeks you are so happy, but another one will be sad. Or, or you are not playing again. So uh, again, the same situation that, that I had. So um, eh, it, it, sometimes you need it because sometimes you need to move something inside. Look, Ike, Ike this season is amazing. Uh, would you say that uh, Ultra was working bad? Sure not, sure not. But the result, something, something happens. The last season was really good. Uh, this season, this uh, the, the the situation in Europe with Maccabi uh, was unfair. Also, okay, then the results didn't 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 come. Okay, they changed, and now everything is is going uh, really well for for them. Sometimes it, it helps. But one, two, three, four, four play, four coaches in a season. For me, it's not, it's not right. It's not, it's not normal. And even if you can keep the same coach from one season to the next one, you, you are one, one step in front of the others. At the beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, Faso, Manu mentioned um, Ajax, and we saw them at the beginning of the season, how they struggled, you know, the opening day, the 5-0, the draw against Othello, the loss against Ayers. And we were thinking, what, what's happened to this team? But they've turned it around completely. Ben Shimon came in, turned it around. They're five points off the top, big win against Buffer. No one's really talking about them as title contenders, though. But five points no. behind the up well, so... Yeah, it's 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 an interesting one. I think uh, I, I've said it before. It's uh, Ben Shimon was the, the the whole thing. The, the 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 papers were making fun of him a little bit because he has a psychology degree or something like that. But it was maybe that kick that the players needed to try to get back to how they were performing at the beginning of last season, because. Unlike a lot of the teams, Ajax have got a core group of players to the same as last season. You know, so even like, for instance, Triskovsky is coming off the bench. He's doing a job. Like last, uh, especially towards the beginning of the season, he wasn't playing at all. When he was coming on, he wasn't really being effective for them. Uh, and that's changed quite a lot now. You've got players uh, like Junko, who are starting to play more now as well, and Tongia, who are starting to perform a lot better than they were doing at the beginning of the season. It's part of it, I think, as well, is betting, betting in these, these younger players that they brought in. Also, injuries don't help. Uh, Roberge is back in the team now in, in defence for Ajax, and they seem to be uh, pretty solid at the back now whereas they were very shaky at the beginning of the season when he was injured. So there's a lot of things that are coming together right now for Ajax that's making them a very scary proposition, I think, for the rest of the top six. Do you know what? I was looking at their results and I, I had to do a double take and I counted two defeats in 26 games. Yeah, 
Yeah, Ben Shimon has turned them into monsters. He also yeah, it also, games. it also shows you how badly the beginning of the season was going. That is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. I mean, I'm going to have to double-check that, but that, that is what I saw. Two defeats in the last 26 games. If if you see as well, is dude, a lot of the wins are by the odd goal as well. Yeah. 1-0, 2-1, 1-0, 2-1, 1-0, 2-1. Amazing. Absolutely yeah, amazing. They, they, they seem to be doing very well for him. For sure. For sure. All right. On to the next, boys. And we'll go with Anorthosi nil, Abuel nil. That extended Abuel's lead at the top to four points um, before the Ari Omonia game. But should Anorthosi had a penalty there, Plasso? Uh I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I've got a bit of a bias there, but you can see Tejera is trying to block the ball as uh, as the defender's foot is coming in. For mm. me, if it, that if that penalty is given, because I'm an Abuel fan, but if that penalty is given, uh, I'd be screaming blue murder. I'd be very angry with that uh, penalty being given because yeah. Tejera, if anything, is <laughs> the one that's brought his foot down almost like a stamp. So it's it's just a it. It's it's just an unfortunate, you know. There's no there's no malice in. I don't think in either player's actions there. There's nothing. There's nothing there that I think warrants the penalty. I mean, but you know, let's ask the expert. What do you think, man? What do you think that was a penalty? Uh, it seems to be. Uh, I watched this game. It seems to be, but uh, there was one um, uh, image in the video. Another one. Another angle. And uh, you can see that uh, is is Sergio Tejera who went down alone. In my opinion, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not. He's your friend. You can say that. He's <laughs> uh, my friend. Uh, he's he's so happy there. I know, but uh, it was not. It seems to be. Eh? It's it's difficult to to see it in, in the first image. Mm-hmm. But uh, the referee was really good there because uh, you can see if you can see the the video, you can see that it's not. In my opinion. Mm. Yeah, that's all. When you see the chances that both teams had, you had Wagwe's chance at the beginning where he put it wide. Then you had Castell putting a chance wide, and you thought, Ah, Anorthosi are missing their chances because you can't miss these chances in the in the derbies, especially. And then near the end, you had two or three great chances with um with Donny had a chance where his shot was saved, and then the two across the face of the six yard box, which you're thinking you want someone to get on the end of it. As an Upper World fan, are you coming away from this game? Forget the Ario Monia game because obviously it was it was later on. But are you coming away from that game thinking that's two points dropped? I don't know, man. I was disappointed, especially with that first half performance. Did not did not enjoy that first half performance at all. Um Anorthosi on a, any other day probably would have ended up winning that game 2-0. Um but you know, the, the defensively, you know, we're a bit more solid. Uh, Belich is having a very good season. Um, I mean, we even had, I think, uh, the, uh, somebody, they, they hit the post as well, didn't they? I think as well. So, you know, very, very shaky first half. And then Gostandinov gets injured as well. And that's, that's, uh, it's, it's very scary for me. Because I don't know, nobody seems to be talking about Gostandinov, but his 
his performances over the last two seasons for Abuel is he's been he, he's been a very unsung hero. He's been very very good at what he does. You know, breaking up the play, putting the pass out, breaking up the play is is a um, lot of pressure, but. Obviously, with the way he plays, he's going to pick up quite a few injuries. Uh, and it looks like this one that he's got now isn't as serious as where it, uh, as what they first thought. Uh, and hopefully, he'll be back in the team again. Because yeah, it's uh, it's. I think if he is injured, it's going to be a very difficult spot to fill. Well, Manu, Thaswa mentioned the injuries that Abo have, but Anorthosi have had injuries all season, Guerrero being the, the main guy. But they've had a, a strange season, Anorthosi, because at the beginning they looked, they were informed, they looked like they were going to challenge for the title. And now you're looking at them and you're thinking, what, what's going wrong with this team? Do you think maybe because they brought in too many players? Have they had too many injuries? Have the players not clicked? Obviously, Gallejo has had a few issues with some of the players, Chico Bantha being one of them, even though he's doing well. Is there is there something there that makes you believe that next season Anorthosi will be challenging for the title? I want to see if uh, they will keep the coach and the project. Uh, okay, they, they, they got many Spanish players. I, I know most of them also. I know the coach also. And they started the season really, really well. And they had bad moments one month ago, the, the last two months, something like that. Yes, uh, in my opinion, they are really strong uh, at home with the with the fans. This stadium is amazing. It's amazing. You can see in the in the video against Apoel. And um, okay, I think they are one step behind the, the big ones, in my opinion. And um, the other day, they had the first half to to win the the game, in my opinion, but. They have the control of the ball, but uh, low rhythm, low rhythm. I, I watch low rhythm with the ball, the movements. Everything was so slow, in my opinion. And the first chance was this one with Chebak, who who Baguette has the, the chance. But it was in the minute 32, something like that. Uh, and after before before that moment, uh, the best chances, more or less, uh, were, were for Apoel, uh, with Donis running uh, from the right, with Kivitalia trying to get the, the ball, but with the spaces trying to run, you, you could see that, uh, be careful if Apoel um, get one of these transitions they like. But um, the second half, I, I didn't see the full game, but I watched that uh, it was more open, yes, um, and more chances for, for Apoel uh, to, to win the game. I think Apoel Aris uh, are one step in front of, of, of them, I think. But if Anorthosis uh, stays with the group, uh, keep the coach uh, again, they don't change a lot the the roster, the, the team, they will be they will be there. And also is the situation with the cup. They are there also in the cup. Yeah. And uh, yeah. if you win the cup, it changes everything uh, for the club. So let's see. Let's see. I think I'm not sure you have it. Yeah, sorry, I was going to say we need to. At the beginning of the season, Sandis, who's the president of Anorthos, has said that this season will be a transitional season. So, um, the fact that they're disappointed that they're uh, in the top six, but sixth, 
I think, uh, kind of shows how many leaps and bounds they've gone forward mm-hmm. compared to where they were expecting to be at the beginning of the season. The thing is, though, so when you look at that Anorthosis squad and you look at the, the ages of the players, if they keep a core group of players, they have the potential. You look at the goalkeeper, Arboleda, he's 27, right? Wagwe, the right back, is 25. Marmuk is 25. Makun is 23. Then you have uh, Helder Ferreira is 26. Castell is 29. Gasama is, is 28. And they're all good players. They're all good. They're all players that can elevate you to uh, another level. It's their first. Well, most of them is their first season in in, in the club anyway. So th- they have the potential to keep that core group of players and build on it. But I think they've just been unlucky with injuries. Obviously, Salva's been been ill, um, and then Frank Garcia picked up the injury, so he's out for the rest of the season. He did his ACL. Now Kiko is injured. Who's the who's the left back? He had an operation the other day. So. They've been unlucky with the injuries. So I don't know whether this has something to do with the training or whether it's got something to do with just bad luck. I don't know. Maybe Manu can tell us more. Do you, do you think Gallejo is, has been working them hard in training to make the injuries or has he just been unlucky? I don't know. I don't know. If you are not there, you cannot You cannot say it. I, I know that, um, that the, the coach is really professional. He has a really good experience in Espanol in the academy. Uh, and also he was uh, in, in really good clubs, Espanol, Sporting. And uh, last season he, he was uh, against us with Ponferradina in the relegation battle in the second division. And um, But he's a good coach. So I don't know. When, I have to say that when I arrived there, the, the culture of the daily work uh, was quite different uh, from Spain and in Cyprus. But it's normal because, as I said, uh, we were... Seven, how many? Seventeenth um, uh, nationalities in in the team, so everybody was so so different. But um, they have to adapt, and you have to create a group. It's not easy. About the injuries, I don't know. But about to create a group, to perform, to adapt to a, a style of the coach, it's not easy. You have here uh, from twenty five players, uh, fifteen are Spanish. Two is is more easy. It's easier, sorry, for, for them. Uh, but there, one from Spain, two from France, uh, one from, I don't know, uh, Sweden. Uh, it's three, four, five Cypriots. Uh, it's, it's, it's so difficult. So, as I said, uh, I can see the, the way Gallego wants to play with the ball. It's, it's, it's clear, it's something I, I expected, uh, but I can see that without the ball, I think they are far from what the coach wants. But it, 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 this is not a problem just from Arthosis. This happens uh, in many teams in, in Cyprus. Even even the other day, Apoel, they were medium block, low block in the first half, okay. But uh, you can see this second half with the transitions, many spaces. This is something here in Spain you cannot see it. Uh, uh, and I think the coach of Anorthosis doesn't want this, sure. But you need to create the culture, you need to create the, the way to work, you need to, to show the players. Uh, in this way, you will get the results because they are used to, uh, to another thing. 
So it's not yeah. it's, it's, it's in our city. And uh, they got they were leaders yes, uh, when they played against Aris, no? And since that moment, uh, they had uh, the bad result. But okay, it's, they are there. It's, they were, at the beginning of the season, they were very heavily reliant on Guerrero. Uh, and I said at the beginning of the season, if he stays fit, he will be MVP for the season. And then two weeks after I said that, he had the big, that one big injury. He came back, I think, just before Christmas. And then he started to be back, you know, kind of fitness-wise, he started to be back to where he was. And Anorthosis were playing more, a bit more expansively because he ha- he seems to have a vision uh, with with the ball for a pass, an assist, his free kicks, all this. Uh, and they've missed that a lot, especially. Uh, and then he got injured again the second time, didn't he, after that? And he's been out since again. So I think Guerrero this season has been very, very, very important for them. And without him in the team, they look a bit, they, like, like Manu was saying, off the ball, they'd look a bit lost. Yeah. Well, well, mate, they started the season. I think that the first 17 games they lost twice, and then the next nine they lost five. So you could tell there's a, there's been a big dip in form, which has uh, coincided with a lot of the injuries. But then, Manu, when you look at Abuel with Sapinto coming in, are you surprised to see them top of the league in, in his first season there? Well, no, not surprised because Abuel is always there. Um... I am a little surprised because of the the numbers they have uh, des- defensively, they 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 didn't re- they don't receive goals. It's like they are so solid. They have really good players. Um, Costadino of the the two uh, stoppers, even Crespo. Uh, I think they are they are so good, so good. And uh, I think Sapinto is also clever. Um, you look the other day. The other day he doesn't want to give spaces to Anthosis. Okay, they try to to have the spaces in front to run. They have really good players in front, like always. These Marquinhos and Dongala, uh, even the Donis, to Italian as one of the best strikers of the of the league uh, year by year. Um, so I think he create a good a good uh, group. They they know that if they don't receive goals, they will create the chances. And of course, they are so strong at home. Many people in ACP. Uh, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that uh, that they are they are there. It would be it would be amazing the, again the the playoffs because I think maybe they are favorites. But Aris uh, is there even with with all the games they had to play it in in Europe. Uh, so Aris Apoel, I think, will be there. And let's see if. If Aek arrives, because as you say, it's there one point behind Thalys, and uh, this is nothing in, in playoff because in this playoff everybody will lose will lose uh, points. Yeah, for sure. There's for sure. there's there's one thing that uh, that I'm looking at a little bit is that obviously Sapinto came back since his suspension, and since then we've lost to Ael. We performed. Quite poorly against Doxa. Uh, we've drawn. Oh no! He's, he's going to start criticizing Sapinta now. Here we go. I'm just listen, listen. It's, it's uh, as I said at the beginning of the season. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of the guy. I'm not a big fan of the guy. What I really 
he seems to do a lot of good stuff on the uh, on the training pitch. He seems to know how to train these players, but there's just something that happens. Just something that happens that's um, on the pitch. I don't know when when he's in charge. I don't know if it's like he over manages or I don't know. We we just seem to be playing better when when Dominguez and uh, Morais were uh, in charge during the game rather than him. But um, the one good game obviously was the one against Aris where he got the team to basically get in the Aris players' faces and Aris couldn't deal with that. And uh but but yeah as I don't know. It it's kind of like almost like a start again for the season for Sapinto because he was out he was out from managing the team for four months. So he's basically like a new coach again. So in theory we should be having like a new manager bounce and uh, you know, we haven't scored that many since since he's come back. So I don't know. I don't know. Watch this know. space. Yeah, I'm 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 a little bit I'm a little bit scared. <laughs> get nervous, huh? get nervous. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm sure you'd be pleased to be reminded that your lead stayed at four points because Omonia did the unthinkable and went to Ari and won by two goals to one. Ari had a goal disallowed in the 24th minute. Gogorin uh, put the ball in the back of the net, but it looks like Gomis was offside, although I, I'm still not sure whether he actually was offside. I'm, I'm not convinced by those lines, but hey, I'm not co- not complaining. Omoni went up the other end and won a penalty. Now, again, a little bit iffy for me. I don't think Yago knew much about it. I don't think he could have got out of the way. I don't know how you can jump without moving your arms. Maybe Manu will uh, disagree or agree with me, but the penalty was given and Roman Bezos gave Omoni the lead. And moments later, Willy Semedo, Faso's best mate, put the ball in the back of the net to make it 2-0 to Omoni, using it with his, putting the ball in the back of the net with his right foot, believe it or not. I couldn't actually believe it. Um, so yeah, Adi scored from a set piece. It was a corner that came in and um, put in the back of the net. Oh, who scored it? Now? I forget who scored it now for crying out loud. Who scored the goal for Adi? Gomis, Gomis, that's right. I think that's that's Adi's second goal from a set piece this season, which is quite incredible given that they're a, they're a pretty big team, especially from set pieces. They had another goal disallowed in the second half, but it ended 2-1. And uh, Omonia did uh, up a favour. Wow. Thaso. I know, right? I was... I, I actually posted he it on Twitter. He was cheering Omonia goals, man. Yeah. He was cheering yeah. Omonia goals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was... Yeah, it was it, it was it was a weird one. It was a weird feeling. Um where we're watching that game and uh <laughs> seeing the result come through. But yeah, it's uh yeah, I think with the with the offside, I think the reason the the game offside is I'm guessing Gomis was uh involved in the play, I guess. If Gomis wasn't running onto the ball, Fabiano would have wouldn't have rushed off his line. I guess that's probably the reason why they they went with the offside decision. Handball again as well. I think is uh, is very 
If 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 that was given against us, I would be complaining about it. Let's put it that way. Manu, what do you think? Was that a handball? You think? Let's see. For me, yes. But uh, in, in the new football we are living, it's it's handball, in my opinion. Here in Spain, it is. I don't know how a referee in this situation there in in Cyprus, but uh, here in Spain, this is handball. I think that all the decisions of VAR were correct, in my opinion. Uh, Aris was really unlucky, yes, because uh, it was so close, this situation with, with Omis and the goal. And then the penalty uh, changed everything. Even the, the second goal is a big mistake from, from a throw-in. Uh, they received the, this goal. My opinion, Omonia, this... The game Aris uh, doesn't like uh, to play. Okay, Aris is really good when they have spaces. They want to run. They don't like to have uh, the ball. They prefer to go ahead to go to to create chances. And look, this situation of the the first uh, goal uh, of Kokorin was like this: uh, the central defender long pass, and uh, they create the chance. Even uh, Aris has to improve in this situation, but. When Aris doesn't have these spaces in front to run, they have more problems to get the, the results, I think. But also, they have a really strong defensive line who support the offensive line uh, when they are defending in, in the in the middle of the of the pitch. Uh, so the second half was really amazing from from Aris, in my opinion. Uh, trying to, they have Omonia there, 45 minutes there. And uh, Omonia, no transitions, nothing in the in the second in the second half. And um, the normal situation is uh, Aris. Uh, I don't know if win the game or or just to to get a, a better result. Yes. And um, okay, okay. Finally, they, they didn't, but they were so close. And Omonia was was clever, was uh, smart in my opinion. The, the the coach, new coach, also yes, I think. Uh, yeah, he's, he's temporary coach. Yeah, till the end of the season. Yeah. And what something also with the sports director something? Yes, they changed. Yeah, so he moved. Yeah, the sporting director got sacked, and the new coach there that's in temporary charge. He's going to move up to a sporting director okay. role. He's not the sporting director, but it's a similar kind of role. So, but he's a very experienced. So, yeah, it's, it's so money also was doing a, a good season at the beginning of the of the year. Yeah, I think. Uh, but now everything again, like uh, crisis, I don't know. Uh, okay, they have good players. Semedo is really good, so they create the perfect uh, game for him. With the spaces uh, to Semedo, the striker fighting everywhere, getting these second balls and trying to... Bethus playing good. Haralambus, for me, played a really, really good first half. All the game, but first half. And um, and they good, they did a good... They played a good, a good game. Not so beautiful for for the fans. Maybe I know the uh, Alice uh, coach doesn't like these games, but okay, you have to play these games. You can win the the way you want, and um, and they got the result. But but I think Alice has more rhythm that uh, that uh, Omonia, uh, and uh, the normal situation is not to lose this game. But football is like this. Manu, do you think Ari have become a bit too predictable now? Because you mentioned that Omonia knew how to play Ari and that Ari didn't like the way Omonia played. Do you think the other teams in 
Group A will play a similar way to Armonia to uh, as Armonia to try and stop Adi from winning these games. Let's see. I, I I don't I don't I don't know. I you you know what is how is playing Aris, what the likes is is clear. The the coach uh, says every time the way he wants to play, what he likes, what he doesn't like. So it's not uh, like a secret. Um, I remember the game against Apoel. The first half of Apoel was so good with the ball. So good with the ball, they got uh, the the goal and the game was finished. Nothing more with the like Omonia, similar. Nothing more fighting for to defend the the results. But Aris was worse that time. Um, I think if, if the the opponents plays this kind of of games against Aris, okay, they 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 will be there. But Aris will will have the the, play, the teams defending sixty seventy minutes. In the into the box or cross to the box, and with the quality of the strikers of the players of, of Faris, the normal situation is to win the game. So, in my opinion, uh, Apoel won't play this way. I don't know. Uh, Pafos maybe wants to play because Jairo can run really good. Uh, these situations and orthosis, I, I don't know. Tomorrow we have a cup game. Uh, I don't know. I think Anortosis wants to play with the ball, in my opinion. Uh, doesn't want to give the ball to, to Aris. Um, so, Aik, maybe yes. Maybe, uh, let's see. Let's see. I, uh, it depends, I think, uh, of the moment of, of the teams and, and the feelings that uh, the coaches has. But uh, it's clear that Aris doesn't like this, this kind of, of, of games. For me, the best situation if you play against Aris is, okay, trying to to press hard at the beginning of the game to to get a good result if you get a goal or you get advantage okay then you can defend but if you want to defend all the game against them it's, it's really difficult because they have really good players even uh, the other day Kasu played amazing game amazing game all the all the game and the second half of of Yago uh, against Semedo also pff, was really good and and this allows Aris to play 45 minutes in the box of Omonia and uh, no transitions, no chances for, for them. So the normal situation is to, to score. Uh, it didn't happen, but I think if you give all the all the game to Aris in your box, you are there. I think, I think it also shows how important players like Stutsky and Morgan Brown are to Ari because Zoke was the only holding midfielder in that in the middle of the park for Adi. And yes, Nikolic was was trying, but Zoke was the guy that was protecting the defence. And Omonia had three central midfielders against the one. So I think when you have players like Suski in the team, they have the two holding midfielders and then it allows the four players ahead, whether it be Mayan Bella or Gomis or Gogorin or Savo, whoever, to do what they do best. I think missing... Morgan Brown or or and Strutsky was a big loss for them, no? Yes, I don't know. Nikolic is playing really good also, in my opinion. He's really good with the ball and uh, he ran a lot uh, the other day. I think he was playing good. But the planning of of Omonia was good, no? They they left uh, Urosevic with the ball going ahead. Doesn't mind him. They let him and they press with Semedo, with uh, the striker, Kukulus. Yes, who is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, and um, and and leaving uh, Urosovic alone. If you want to come driving the ball, come. Uh, we will try to run if we we get the ball. 
and um, and the the winger was uh, following Kasu everywhere, trying to to follow him to defend. And uh, this collapsed a little, Aris, because they don't want to to get many passes in their offensive uh, uh, plays. They want to to one, two, three passes and go ahead. And Rosevich uh, was invited to to drive, come come with us to get easy passes. And um, uh, and there in the middle there was Bethus, uh, Haralambus, and uh, and the other. Uh, player who was the the other uh, midfielder of Omonia? Uh, uh, Kusula. Kusula, the captain, yeah. And, uh, and they were, uh, okay, so strong there because Soke is really good uh, with the ball in front of him, but he's not as good as Struski, as Nikolic, as uh, this player uh, between the lines. And, uh, okay, it, it was not easy. One, one, one team is so short, like Omonia in the first half the other day. And leaving you the space, uh, it's not easy to put the ball between the lines. You have to to have quality. I think he tried to change in the second half. Uh, Spileski with Benstone, who is really good in these situations, with Mayabella open, trying to run more than in the first half. But uh, they did. They 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 got the 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 game where they wanted, but they didn't find the the quality to finish the the plays and to score. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Struski is quite good. Morgan is they 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 are so powerful. They Struski is, is special. No, you can see it's so complete. It's really good without with the ball between the lines. is so good. He turns really fast. It's something special. But okay, Nikolic for me is also a good a good player. I think Ari, I'm obviously in a situation that they haven't been in before, whereby they're the league champions. And they had a really good campaign in Europe. You know, they beat Glasgow Rangers, got a draw away. And everyone's seeing them. They've got the target on them now. Everyone wants to beat Ari. You know, before it was everyone wanted to beat Abuel. Everyone wanted to beat Omonia. Everyone wanted to beat Abolon. But now this is the first time that these Ari players have had this situation. That they're the ones that everyone wants to beat. So what does uh, Spilevsky have to... What does he have to say to his players to get them back into that mentality where they're the champions. This is our title. I'm not going to lose this. It's ours. Yes, I think, of course, like you said, Aris now is not surprising anybody. Uh, it's not like two years ago when we were there, like, Aris, okay, what happened with Aris? No one expected our performance. I remember, yes, they, don't they didn't respect us like a, a really big team. And uh, that last season uh, was like, hey, they are here, they won, they won. Uh, the, uh, in the playoff of Aris last season were amazing. And uh, and they won the league even with one game left there in, in Nicosia and in Sapoel. Uh, now, as you said, everybody knows that Aris is one of the strongest. The number one or the number two of the season, we can say now, and like the like 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 it is. And um, everybody wants to to want to win them, and they and everybody respect them. I think guys won't change anything because uh, they have the motivation. They want to win. They know that the the championship is the objective. And um, I think in the big games, uh, Aris uh, performed really really good uh, all the seasons, the last two three seasons. And um, this moment in the playoff. 
is good for them because uh, normally big teams like Apoel, like Omonia, like Anorthosis, like Pafos uh, wants also to play. And and in this in these games, Aris is is uh, is better, uh, feels better. And uh, let's see, Omonia did uh, like what Aris doesn't like, but I don't know if all the teams will play this way. And Aris has many players to play in in, in the both situation. So let's see, let's see. Uh, Apoel Aris, in my opinion, it will be there. Okay, let's see, Aik. If Aik can arrive, it would be. Amazing, Xavi Roca. We have to say that uh, the, the 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 work the job he does is because look every every year with less money that than these other clubs he's doing really good also. Sure. Faso, anything you want to add, mate? Um, what I wanted to say was Aris. Uh, I've been saying it for two three weeks now, is that they are they don't seem to be turning up for the first half of games. The first half of Aris games, it's not even the last two, three weeks, it's been longer than that. Uh, and they and then they have to kind of increase the effort in the second half. Uh, it's uh, We saw it against Aes as well. Uh, we saw it against Abuel. We saw it... It's, it's happened a few times now where there's in some games where they've actually gone behind in the first half and then turned the effort up made two three changes in the second half uh you know somebody like Savo come on in the second half and then completely flip the game around change it completely so it's um sometimes you know especially with the bigger teams if you have that first half which is slightly off it's not going to work out the same way as say some of the games in the first part of the season and i think uh i think Spilevsky, if there is a coach that can work a uh, way around that. It's it's Spilevsky at the moment. So, yeah, let's see. Let's see how it goes. There we go. Mm. Right. Table roundup, that's all. Shall we? Do we? A table roundup, of course. Yes. Let's do a table yes, roundup. If I find my, it, my, I had it. My, I had I had it a moment ago, and it's just my, disappeared. My favorite part. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot. It's because you're top. Yeah, okay. Shut up. Right, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, go on. Me, me am I doing it? So we've got we've got a little split here going on. So uh in the championship group as labeled by uh what Stella has on screen, we've got Abuel on 60 points, then second we've got Aris on 56, and then third we've got Ayek on 55, Omonia in fourth with 52. Bafos in fifth with 50, and then Arnothosis in sixth with 48 points. And then there's a bit of a drop there until uh, uh, we get to the relegation group. We've got Abolon first in the relegation group with 38. Then we've got Nelsalamina with 37. And then we've got Ruslan Zael in, uh, in third. Hey, Ruslan. Uh, we've got uh, Achna in fourth with uh, 29. Garmio designed fifth with 20, Aes in sixth with 16, Othello's in seventh with 16, and Voxa in the last place with 15. So, yep, yep. Interesting go. times. Uh, uh, interesting times, both top <clears> and bottom. And th this is Ruslan, by the way. Manu, if you ever go to live in Cyprus and you want to do your car, 
like Yanimais, you go to Ruslan, he does he does all the cars like that. He will wrap mm. your car, he'll put all sorts of stuff. Maybe mm. your friends go to him. I don't know, maybe. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. I will call you. <laughs> if you see a, a purple Lamborghini, it's Ruslan that made it. He's the one that wrapped it. <laughs> yeah. There we go. There we go. Um, so, should we, should we go into the serious thing? Yes, go to the serious yeah. thing. Which yeah. serious thing are we going to discuss? Well, there's only one. There's one serious thing, right? There's the one serious uh, you, thing, and then we you, can you and mean, then we can mess around. You mean this? Is this what you're talking about? Yeah, we got to talk about right. that a bit more. Go on, you, I, I'll let you talk then. Go on. Yeah. So, um, obviously, uh, well, but we're showing it all on screen. I'll, I'll, re- I'll read what. I've yeah, explain what's happening to the, to yeah, the non-viewers. So, <laughs> so, for 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 people for people who might not remember or listening for the first time, last week we talked about the end of the Abolon versus IL Cup match, where after the final whistle blew, IL player Louis de Lucas. Uh, hooked out, let's say, uh, and just went at uh, Abolon player Eliel Peretz and the ensuing chaos. Yeah, so he, there, there it is, there, and then there's a kick as well. And then, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, there's like four or five players then trying to wrestle Louis de Lucas back from uh, causing any more damage. Now, both Peretz and Lucas received red cards for uh, what went on. Uh, since the uh, incident, Perez has reported De Lucas to the Cyprus police. He then took aim at the referee of the game and the Cyprus FA. He said uh, when he was in, when he was interviewed, "I hope the federation will do something and reduce my sentence, not to do something that will make me think about my return to Israel." Which is thought thought was, I thought it was a weird. Weird yeah. thing to say. Anyway, uh, De Lucas on his end was very silent through, throughout the week until maybe two days ago. Uh, he, he came out with a, a quite a long post. And I think it's worth reading the whole thing. Well, um, b- before you do that, I think yeah. you and I, I can't remember whether we had this conversation on or off camera, but I seem to remember saying, I don't know whether it, been, it might have been with someone else actually. I was like, for him to react that way, and to swing yeah. a punch at someone, he's either completely lost his rag because they've lost the game, or he's been he's been told something and it was really personal or racist. Yeah. And yeah. people were saying to yeah. me, no, no, that, that can't be the case. No, 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 no. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and I don't blame him. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, you're saying. So, so I'll, I'll, read, I'll read the statement. So, with this statement, I want to address all the fans of Cyprus, the friend of, friends of IL, the Football Federation, and the authorities. I express my sincerest apologies and regret for the incident after the cup match. My actions were unacceptable and unprofessional, and I want to first apologize to my fellow footballer, but also to everyone for my reckless behavior. In my professional career, I've never had an incident like this before. In all the teams that I've played for, my behaviour on and off the field have been completely professional and I've never had a confrontation with either another colleague or a fellow team member. I am in no way excusing my actions. Unfortunately, my mind was clouded by the unacceptable and unprofessional behaviour of the opposing player from the moment the game started. Throughout the duration of his game, uh, game time, I was subjected to constant repetitive insults of a deeply racist and personal nature. I do not wish to give a platform to the words used against me as I hope to move forward. 
In my professional career, I have not experienced this level of verbal racism on the pitch. The frustration and humiliation I was experiencing clouded my judgment and my mind. My reaction was an extremely poor attempt to stop what was happening to me. I want to clearly reiterate that there is no excuse for my actions. Being a part of such a fine sport. Oh, oh what happened? I, I went blank there for a second. Am I, am I still here? Okay. All right. I'm going <laughs> to. Okay. Fine. It's just it, everything went black, black on my screen. Right. We'll go back to this. Professional. We're professional here. <laughs> I have already made a complaint. So I want to clarify. I want to clearly reiterate that there is no excuse for my actions. Being a part of such a fine sport like football that promotes fair play, I believe it is important that I bring some clarity as to what I was experiencing prior to my actions. I have already made a complaint to the Cyprus police with the help of my lawyer, and I have already started the process of reporting the racist behaviour against me to the competent authorities of the COP, UEFA and FIFA. I want to apologize to everyone again for my behavior and emphasize that my actions have no place within the sport. Moving forward, I am solely focused on supporting my team and my club. Now, hold on. Can, can I just understand something here? Yeah. So the player was racially abused. Yeah. He was kicking racism out of football by landing a right hook and then booting the player. Yeah. Peretz. The player then came out to apologize for his actions, but he explained it was because he was racially abused. I don't blame him for reacting that way. He's informed yeah. the police. Peretz, yeah. on the other hand, has decided to inform the police because he was not the fuck out, basically. Well, yeah. mate, you got away lightly. Don't run to the police. No, 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 no. It, 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 gets, it, gets, it gets better. It gets better because Peretz, once, obviously, De Lucas put this personal message where he apologizes to Peretz, he's apologizing to the people, he's apologizing to everybody and saying that my actions were not correct regardless of uh, what was said to me. Peretz then came back with a statement. Oh God. Last week in a derby match between us and Ayel Limassol, immediately after the end of the match, I received a direct, aggressive, brutal and excessive attack from a player of the opposing team. For no justifiable reason, this player chose yeah. to attack me as if he were involved in a street brawl in a place where we should be setting an example with our behaviour. Having played in three different countries and interacting with people from all over the world, I've always been away from any form of violence or racism throughout my career. Anyone who knows me knows I'm not racist. This is particularly painful for me as a Jew, having knowledge of the Holocaust and the horrific events of October the 7th. It is evident from my response that despite being punched and kicked, I chose not to fight back as to the side, refusing to escalate the violence on or off the field. Instead, the player who attacks me is now trying to mitigate his punishment and reduce responsibility by falsely claiming that I made racist comments to him. Instead of apologizing for his reprehensible actions, which viewers, including your children, witnessed in such violence, he not only attacked me in an outrageous manner, but has the audacity to fabricate lies instead of expressing remorse. This behavior clearly shows what kind of person and athlete he is. I sincerely hope that the Cyprus Football Association will treat this incident with the seriousness it requires and impose the strictest penalties for such behavior. Violence has no place in the stadiums. Now, again, what De Lucas did, regardless of the reasons behind doing them, 
is assault. He went he went after the player kicking and punching, right? Now, he has apologized for that. He says, I apologize a few times in, in the statement that I read out, right? Like, he says, I apologize. It wasn't correct what I did. This is what happened. I shouldn't have done it, but this is why it happened, right? And then Perez has gone in his statement saying, he didn't apologize. He's calling me a racist. Um, the Holocaust. <laughs> so. Listen, listen. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just going to throw it out there by using the Holocaust and what happened happened in October as an example of how you, you can't possibly be racist is bullshit. It's bullshit. I'm exactly. sorry. It's so, bullshit. But but there's there's some additional yeah. stuff. There's some additional Manu, stuff. Manu is sitting there going, oh my God, Dios mío. Yeah, no, 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 no. So, so now, obviously, Vrionidis is uh, a week behind, so we're not going to hear about oh, what he thinks until next week. Oh my uh, God. <laughs> yeah. So we'll be, we'll, 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 we'll get the theme tune and the wheel out for Vrionidis oh. next week. Now, according to Peretz, so this is Peretz himself after the game. According to Peretz, the match report from the referee will have details because apparently when he asked the referee why he gave him the red card because he didn't do anything, the referee said he gave him the red card for using abusive language to De Lucas. Abusive language. Uh, Either way, it's going to be in the match report, so there will be a bit more clarity about what's gone on. Right, but it seems to me for Perez to get a red card for what he's saying is absolutely nothing. Means the referee heard what was said, right? So if if it turns out that De Lucas is completely in the right, which he is, but we'll wait for the evidence. Perez bringing up the Holocaust does what? It does nothing. It cheapens it. Yeah, yeah, of course, but it do, it does nothing for his case. It does nothing. It, it does nothing for it. Yeah. Um. I'm sorry, you can't just use that as a card here. You can't just throw no. it in there like it's a game of Uno and say, you know, I come from a background where this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It doesn't cut it with me. You know, it's like when you hear. You know, people say racist things and they go, well, don't, no, I'm not, I can't be racist. I've got black friends. What? <laughs> A what? Yeah, I mean, listen, we're, we're three white guys. We're not, we're, we're as, as, as much as, no, as much as. Well, yeah, but, but that's a come on, man. Like, yeah, no, said, no, 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 I'm agreeing with not, you. If, if that I... happened in the streets, I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm, as you know, I'm in London, right? If you see a, a black man go, a white man, just like that, for for no reason whatsoever. You think the guy's a bloody weirdo, but then you, you're thinking if someone said something racist to a black person, and they reacted like that. I wouldn't have a problem with with them reacting like that because that's what you get. That's mm. what you get when you cross the line. Mm. I get it. You're on the pitch. You're trying to wind up your opponent. You want to get in their head. Okay, I get it. But there's ways to do it. Yeah. Mm. So if the referee has got evidence or referee has written down and said you know, Perrett said this, then I'm sorry, Perrett, you deserved it. Sorry. Yeah. That's my and opinion. I think, 
And I think with that, both of them don't finish the season. No. No. I think I think that, but uh, it's so. You have. Did you, any of the coaches talk about it? No. They no. The, um, Garpozzi said that uh, De Lucas is a very calm person. Normally, he's not one to fly off the handle. Mm. He's not one to uh, lose his temper, uh, especially in the yeah. way that he did at the end of the game. It's it's right. The thing is, right. They both received. So if we if we if we if we just go if we remove the emotion from the situation, we've got two players both received red cards, right? So that's two, what that's too much ban straight away, right? Then the Lucas is going to get probably at least another three match ban uh, on that because of the violent conduct and the fact that as well. It wasn't just Perez who got hurt, but Figlodis as well. If you remember, they had the afterwards. You see, Figlodis has got. So yeah, but I I think Figlodis was trying to yeah get involved and stop it, and I think maybe caught on it. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's that's exactly what happened. What <clears throat> it wasn't it wasn't on purpose, but you can see a reason why extending the ban further than just yeah. two plus three, right? Now, Perez, direct red card, racist language, that goes to FIFA and UEFA, doesn't it? You'd think it would. And you'd see before games, especially this season, where the players come out on the pitch wearing those T-shirts saying no to racism, kick out, or whatever it is. Yeah. And that happens. What's the point? What's Mm. the point? It's tokenism. Bullshit. Mm. Anyway, I don't know, Manu. What do you think of the whole situation? Uh, as we said before, um, the IL player, the Lucas, yes, uh, will be banned heavily, in my opinion. I don't know if he will play again. This is on three games. It's not uh, a lot of games, in my opinion. And it's clear this situation is clear. He pans the the other player. Um, we don't know why. One said one one thing, the other said the opposite. Okay, and uh, if anybody can prove that uh, there is racist language or any situations about racism um, in the pitch, they have to to be really hard also with that. So if the referee uh, says, okay, did a uh, red card because uh, he said uh, something racist, they have to be. Banned and really hard, like uh, many games, many games. Um, but it's difficult to prove it, in my opinion. Uh, I don't know if the referee says. If the referee says, okay, it's clear. But if it's not, uh, it's difficult to prove what uh, the Lucas says. So um, here in Spain, there was one situation like this also, uh, one year ago, two years ago, I think, and um, they tried to prove. If there was uh, racist uh, language from one player to the other, uh, they couldn't. Um, they couldn't. Uh, so finally, nothing happens. But if this would happen, uh, I think they w- would have been really 
really hard with this situation because we have to avoid them. We, what is this? This is not uh, uh, 60s, 70s. The, 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 the people is changing. Everybody is all around the world. Uh, we have to respect everybody. So this kind of situations around racist must be out of our, our society. But football must be an example. Uh, and um, uh, like this, nothing more to say. Uh, I think the Lucas will have, will will have uh, problems in the next games. Won't play for sure. And uh, let's see how many days. And uh, and the other situation is referee uh, has something to say. Okay, they must be hard. If not, it will be like this. Finish. We have to say that. Uh, we were a little lucky because Apollon players stopped the, the situation, the fight. Mm -hmm. They didn't continue fighting because the, if you see uh, one opposite player kicking your your partner, uh, the normal situation is to go to to punch him, and uh, they stop. And uh, finally, just was that uh, ugly situation. But um, as we said, no, uh, it's a little sad. Um, these situations in, in, in Cypriot football because I enjoyed a lot this this football, this league. I have many friends there. It's quite special, the, the football in, in Cyprus. Uh, fans are amazing. They can move around the island. It's too easy for them to follow the team. Uh, the team, the, the fans love the teams. The teams have this situation, these political situations with Anorthosis, with Nia Salamina, with the with these teams uh, from the other side, and uh, it's so strong the 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 feelings between the fans and the and the clubs, and uh, it's it's for the for a player it's, it's so nice to play in in this kind of atmosphere. So the last situations in the Isle Apollon games. Uh, they have to think about this. Uh, I remember yeah. the last game in Syria. Again, yeah. uh, it has to be stopped because uh, a fight. Uh, the last time somebody goes to Syria to see your team, uh, how many years in Syria? Uh, 30, 40, 50 years playing in that in that place. You want to see the last game in the in a special place and uh, and a fight finish the the game. It's that's not good, and uh, mm -hmm. the game the same the the cup game the beginning with the fires, that cannot happen. That cannot happen. Mm -hmm. uh, I like the fires there. I like the fans. I like how they they are. I like how they feel. The football is is special, but they cannot cross these lines. Manu, one more question. You look at Peretz, and okay, if if he did say racist things, he has teammates that are black. Ekbolo, Dariqua, um, Bakenga. There's three teammates who are black. How can he go to the dressing room? How, how can he be in the same training pitch or the same team as them? If that's what he said, if he did say something like that, how, how can he do it? He can't. Finish. Uh, maybe it's not true. So we cannot say. No, that, uh, no, no, but if... If is what I'm saying. If yes, I don't know. I think many years before uh, we used to use this language to you to to hear this language, but we I think people didn't feel this, but they tried to to disagree the 
no disagree, no, to to get disappointed from the other player, to uh, to to get advantage of this. And uh, but nowadays this cannot happen. Uh, you can try to 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 get advantage in the in the in the game. Okay, speaking with the player, trying to to put him out of of the game. Okay, but there are lines you cannot cross, and racist is is out of, of football. Must be out. And, uh, and as you said, nowadays and more in Cyprus, the the teams have many many players from from everywhere. So it's impossible to. To be racist in this kind of groups. If you are racist in this kind of groups, you cannot stay inside. You cannot mm -hmm. uh, be happy in this in this kind of groups. Uh, imagine eh? in my time, my year in Aris, uh, 17, 17, yes, 18, 17 nationalities, different nationalities, culture. If you are racist there inside, what can you do in the dressing room? I don't think that. But mm -hmm. if I don't think. This player is racist. I don't think so. But if he did any um, racist comment or or this, eh, that's too bad. But I think it's really difficult to. to yeah. Do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. That's all. Next. <laughs> yeah. Um, complete. I'm gonna flip it around. I'm gonna make it about us now. Yeah. I'm us? Make it about us. Well, me specifically. But okay. you can get involved in this as well. Because uh, when money is not involved, I am the boss at predicting scores and results, right? Even when Cypriot football is tangentially involved. Okay. So um, I, got into a, I got into a conversation with a, a person called Fion Viteza of the Culture Ultras podcast. Okay. A little friendly bet between uh, about who was going to win between Bieroso de Rios Sanfrecce Hiroshima and Urawa Reds in the J League for the honor of Georgi Gvilidaya because Fion really loves Gvilidaya because he won him the European Cup while he was playing on Football Manager. He actually went to <laughs> Cyprus. No, Fion actually went to Cyprus to go watch to go watch Abuel play to try and get Gvilidaya to like sign something for him. Um, oh, wow. But, but yeah, yeah. Did, did you real... actually get it? No. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's a real big, he's a really big fan. We're going to have to try. We're going to have to try. We're going to have to yeah. try. Yeah. So um, he said that Uriah Reds were going to win the game, but I said that Sodirio's uh, team was going to win the game. Now, so the Rio went and missed a penalty. <laughs> but Sanfrecce Hiroshima won 2-0. Um, oh, now, yeah. the, the, the bet was, according to Fion, was for the honor of Georgi Gvilidaya. So I said, so I get to keep the honor of Georgi Gvilidaya. And he said, hey, let's call it a draw. Oh, that's draw. why you're wearing a suit today, because you're feeling professional. You're feeling, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Okay. Don't talk to me about that tenor betting thing that we're supposed to. Be. <laughs> uh, I predicted on Twitter a two-one win for Achna versus Garmiodisa, right? So when Achna won two-one, I was like, ah! And then I went to check the betting website, and I put the game as a draw by accident. Oh <laughs> so dear! I didn't win it. <laughs> oh dear! I, I was livid. I was livid. 
because it was it was like three points something as well for Akhenaten. So how much did you lose this weekend then? Uh, no, I got I got one out of the three correct, so I didn't lose that. Okay, much. didn't lose that. Much. Okay, yeah. my my one was a was a bit of a disaster. Let me let me show you. Let me show you where is it? Here we go. So I, I put down Ari or Amonia to win. That came through. Both teams to score with Ayel, uh, Ayers. That came through. I put Abwell to beat uh, Anorthosi. It didn't happen, but I put it with under 2.5 goals. So because I did four folds, that was fine. I was going to get through. But then both teams to score, Buffo and Ayek. Lo and behold, the Buffo goal was disallowed in the 97th minute. I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> I don't it's a know. fix. It's a fix, like I said no, to you. It's a fix. But I'm putting Doxa to win this weekend. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, same here. I'm going to do the same. I'm going to do the same. But yeah. Anything else, bro? No, no, no. Apart from obviously the the main event, it's been a quiet week this week, isn't it? Oh, what happened with FC Krasava? What happened with Krasava? Are you joking? No, what happened? Well, they're owner is on Russia's. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, I completely (laughs) forgot about this. Ah, uh, completely for, for for me it's not news, but yeah, yes. So FC Krasava, FC Krasava is uh, is owned by a Russian called Yevgeny Savin. Now, uh, Savin moved FC Krasava from Russia to Cyprus because prior, uh, just as the our war in Ukraine was starting. Uh, Savin had posted a few videos on Instagram while he was in London for business. Um, posted a few videos about how uh, the uh, invasion of Ukraine is mm-hmm. not good. Um, now, he went back to Russia. And since then, uh, mm-hmm. and after, after he went back, well, because he, I'm guessing he didn't think it was, he didn't think he was, I, I He's gone he against Putin. What do you yeah, expect? But I, I think he didn't think it was a big deal. So he went back and obviously trying to get the team set up pre-season. They, uh, the, the authorities, the, the Russian FA informed him that the team did not receive a license to uh, compete in the third division. Uh, the ground that the team was using was... Uh, basically locked them out and that a load of sponsors had pulled out. So um, while he was trying to get everything moved out of Russia, the team still had to play friendlies. So they they had like a kind of almost like an emoji shirt because they had the yellow shirts and they, and they had masking tape across where all the sponsors were and it looked like a smiley face. Um, and then Obviously, he found a space for his team uh, at Ipsona and has taken that forward. Now, since then, obviously, he's been fined by the Russian government for reasons. I think it was like 50,000 rubles, I think. But obviously, because he's not over there to pay the fine in person... Um, they just took everything away. Sorry, they just took everything away. Well, I mean, that's why he's on most. That's why he's on mm. the most wanted in Russia now, 
because uh, that fine has been in place for what? What's it now? Two seasons? Two years? Yeah. Yeah. So it's been two years now, uh, and he still hasn't paid it. So obviously, <laughs> obviously, Savin has been very bullish about it. He said, that if anybody wants to, uh, if if anybody from the Russian government wants to come find me, I will be, uh, I will be at the stadium watching FC Krasava. Why would you say that? <laughs> Why would you? <laughs> It's, well, it's like it's like listen, going to the, it's like going to the jungle and getting a stick and prodding the lion. It come and get me. Well, what it's. F- I mean, for him, it's it's like uh, publicity, isn't it, for the team? Ugh. But yeah, so very, 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 very interesting stuff going on in the second division as well as the first division. Yes, for yeah. sure, for sure, yeah. Right, so have we got anything else? No, uh, well, not unless you've got another one to drop on me that I've forgotten about. No, 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 no. I've, I've got no. nothing else. Okay. I've, got, I've got nothing else. I think I think Manu is tired. Manu is sitting <laughs> thinking, fucking hell, <laughs> Cyprus. <laughs> no, it's, it's good because I didn't know this, this history. Yeah. I know yeah. about the team. I had some teammates there, but I didn't know the, the whole history about, the, about this team. So, pff, yeah. yeah. What? There, there is that they, they do have a, a documentary series on YouTube. At the moment, it's only two episodes uh, with the team based in Cyprus. The first one is with uh, uh, their their previous head coach Haralambidis. Uh, kind of has like a bit of a meme moment. We we actually have it in the <laughs> in the theme tune for the podcast, where really he's angry. calling he's calling the all the players pussies, and he's doing this. <laughs> Uh, because of that. Because um, I, I, I really, I really should stop with that because Haralambidis uh, uh, is actually following me on Twitter, so I need to, stop. <laughs> I need to stop mentioning it. Otherwise, he's going to go from following me to blocking me. <laughs> yeah, but Liaso Luga is a head coach there, no? He is. Um, Liaso Luga yeah. is the head coach. Uh, Del Miro is there as well. Although Tiago, uh, sorry. Tiago. Yeah, Tiago is there. They've got they've got quite a good team, but the second division, especially that the top four or five teams, have all got good teams. So yeah. Yeah, there's a bit of a job for all those teams there. And, um, and is, is there any news on Paralimni, by the way? Because we know that the investor got arrested, but what? Any, well, no, but Paralimni obviously they uh, distanced themselves, and uh, as soon as they distanced themselves, then they weren't involved in the. Uh, <laughs> in the situation anymore, but yeah. Um, for, so I saw some comments obviously because we're live, we've got comments. I saw a couple of comments come up at the beginning. I'm wearing a suit because I just got back from London prior to recording the podcast. So this is this is my this was my work attire. So this is for you guys. I didn't get changed, plus, I thought it'd be better than getting changed to my pajamas and doing the podcast. He was in court. <laughs> Smuggling baguettes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh shit! Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, that's it for for us then, isn't it? I guess so. Yeah, I'm just that's looking it. through the comments to see if there's anything else for Manuel. No, there's, there's um, nothing else. There's nothing yeah, else. But, there's yeah. nothing else. Well, I, I'd like to say thank you to Manuel for joining us. Thank you for mm-hmm. your time. 
Thank yeah. you, really, and, really uh, nice for me. Thank you for, for your time. Sorry about my English again. Eh? No, 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 no. It's fine. Perfect. Perfect. But uh, really good for me to to be here with you and uh, I enjoyed this this football. I I watch Spanish league games, Alaves games for sure. But I try to to follow the the league there. Many friends there. And I know this this time playoffs, amazing games. So let's see, we we have to enjoy it. Manu, who who's going to win La Liga? Do you think uh, Real Madrid are going to walk away with it? There was it six yeah, yeah. points ahead of Girona now. Yeah? Yes, I think Real Madrid will win the league for sure, for sure. And um, yes, the cup. I was yesterday watching the the semi final Real Sociedad Mallorca, and in the penalties, Mallorca won finally. Yeah. It was. A surprise! Uh, I didn't like that we, we, because we had the chance to have a um, Basque derby in the final again. Athletic Real Sociedad. Finally, we won. And uh, and yes, uh, and Alaves is doing also a good season this, this year. Uh, they are quite far from relegation places, more or less all the season. And it's really important for us uh, to keep the the league, the category this season. And uh, I am enjoying it from outside, different, but I am enjoying it. Going with my children to to the to the games, and uh, and yes, uh, let's see, let's see how how everything ends. Let's see Spain, let's see Cyprus. Ah, good, good, uh, good uh, games again. Okay. And, uh, Alaves have Haji, don't they? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, he started. To play at the beginning of the season, he didn't play really good. Okay, he played in a difficult games and he didn't play really good. And then he's trying to get inside the, the team, but the team is getting good results. And he's only one of the of the players who, who come who comes from from the bench, uh, playing in one wing, getting inside. He's not playing bad, but he's not playing every every week, and it's difficult for for him. The the way he played. He plays is difficult for a team like Alaves because um, okay here how to say it um, there are many teams that have more talent than Alaves in the, in the league bigger teams and um, sometimes you have to fight uh, with uh, with other other kind of players and uh, and it what happens the, and Alaves is getting results with another style of players. And it's difficult to to hire to get inside inside the the first eleven. Yeah, for sure. I know. I think um, Simeone's son is there as well, isn't he? He hasn't played many games. Simeone's but... here. He he got injury serious one in the preseason, uh, and yes, from December he's again uh, in the in the team. He's playing. Mm. I remember him from last season. Amazing player. So fast. He fight everywhere. And uh, I, I say to my my friends, this will be the best of the season in, in Alaves this year. And uh, but this happened in preseason, and uh, I think he's he's doing good. Uh, but uh, of course, I think he will be ready, really, really fit for the next season. This season is difficult for him. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Wonderful. Well, that's another episode of This Is Mappa. Thank you, Thaso. Do you want to give people the socials and everything? The socials. Well, we've got we've got the Facebook group, we've got the Discord, 
we've got the Twitters, all at This Is My Pack. We've got, uh, I'm on the, uh, at Flez Gafes on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, I've got a new follower in, Martin Bogadinov. So, yeah. 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 Um, and, uh, you know, obviously we've got, uh, we've got the big boss man, Stell, is on the Instagram at Chestel. Uh, Manu, Manu, you've got some socials if you want to, if you want people to follow you. Yeah, it's okay. I don't know. I have to... <laughs> <laughs> Twitter, Twitter and, uh, what, well, X, X now? And uh, yes. Instagram, yes, I use them. The Manu Arti, yeah. I think, 19, mm. Manu Arti, 19. Manu has 16,000 followers on Instagram. Oh, he doesn't need any. He's he fine. He need any more followers. <laughs> He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, and the last thing, obviously, but the, but the most important thing is, is obviously the website, gafesflares.com, uh, uh, where I the, the last article I put up a table of my predictions compared to the actual results and the results are surprising i'm not mm. that far away from what actually happened so okay yeah what's this space huh what's this mm. space lovely exactly. lovely well that's it for another episode of this is my pub we'll be back boys and girls this time next week until next time ta-da